A very warm welcome to this World Game Changers podcast, where your host, Paul D. Lowe, embraces many crucial conversations that compassionately contribute towards creating a better life and world. Paul's intention is very simple, to help get people's inspirational insights and motivational messages out into the world so others may benefit. Listeners, and welcome to this World Game Changes podcast episode. Where today we've got a new guest, a gentleman from Switzerland by the name of Daniel Gasser. Daniel, very warm welcome to you, sir. Hi, Paul. How are you today? Very well, thank you. Very well indeed. And also, listeners, a name that uh, you've probably heard at least once before, if not a thousand times, Kristen Johnson, a fellow World Game Changes director. And Kristen, as you know by now, is based in California in the United States of America. Kristen, very warm welcome. Thank you, Paul. Daniel, it's a pleasure to be here talking about EI and AI. Hmm. Hi, Christine. Thanks for having me. And before I hand over to Kristen and, and Daniel, um, I'm just going to, you know, we, we dance around a title, as you know, listeners, but just to set us off and... You know, the title that we thought between the three of us was EI Helps Us Embrace AI. Kristen, take us away. Well, Daniel, I, it's very good to see you and definitely a timely topic these days with, with AI. There's just so many, so much we could dive in. Where even to begin? But, and there's so many emotions around it. And I really appreciate some of your Post, by the way, on LinkedIn about men embracing their emotions. So there's probably something that we could say about humans being able to embrace all of our emotions before we can even deal with our emotions around AI, which is the unknown. And as we know, we humans don't deal well with the unknown, do we? Yes, uh, usually most of us don't deal well with the unknown, which is a shame because our whole brain our whole being is built for the unknown as soon as we come out of our mothers it's unknown so the whole life is basically unknown and i'm uh, as, as older i get the more i ask myself is it really a human being nature to fear the unknown or are we just trained by the system by school by whatever value givers uh, that we should fear the unknown. But if you look at us, we're curious. We're curious being. We, we're born curious. Otherwise, we wouldn't learn to walk. We wouldn't learn to speak. We wouldn't learn anything. So my guess is, maybe I speak differently in 10 years, but my guess is that we're not afraid of it. We're told to be afraid of it. I think you're, that's so true, because if you ever watched a child uh, playing, uh, and of course you need limits so that that child doesn't fall in the pool or or uh, eat something poisonous or something like that. But if you've ever watched a child fall down and the parents just immediately run run to um, make sure that there's no, um, the, you know, that there's no risk involved. Uh, and of course, parents are afraid it's it's um uh it's only natural but kids fall down all the time and assuming they're not hurt 
seriously hurt. That's, you know, they get back up again, they, they dust themselves off and then they're five minutes later, they're running, running, playing again. They, they cry for a minute, but you know, usually they get over things pretty quickly and they're investigating all kinds of things. So I think it's, I think it's our nature to protect each other, but I also think it's our nature to explore. And it's kind of like, that's the difference between, uh, any parent will tell you, it's sort of the difference between um, removing all risk, which we, as we know, is impossible, and teaching kids how to handle risk uh, in, a, in a great way and with an open mind and just protect themselves. Don't you think that that's kind of a metaphor for what we're dealing with now with AI? Well, but, you know, I think generally speaking these days or these times, parents protect their kids too much. It's, mm -hmm. it's, it has gone too far. So then uh, a child hurt itself. So what? So it cries for 15 minutes. So what? That's part of life. And I think we're all too much afraid of, of what could happen, of what will happen. We Let's take it back to AI. We're all assuming that it's going to be very bad. We're all assuming that AI is going to eat us alive. <laughs> it's going to take <laughs> our jobs. It's going to take over our lives. It's going do everything why are we assuming that why are we always assuming the worst and then again it, it's i don't think assuming the worst again is in our nature i think it's a trained thing because if we we are able to change that kind of mindset to maybe plan for the worst but expect the best and that's working too even better so that's nothing to do with nature. And there are some people who preach that every new technology is dangerous. Right. Right? And did you know there were people where the steam trains came up? People said, serious, intelligent people said, if you travel faster than 100 kilometers an hour, your face is going to be ripped off your skull. And they were taken seriously. It was like, oh, my God, I never take a train. Oh, my God, I never use JPT. It's going to take over my job. And steam engines have taken over jobs, a lot of them. But it has created a lot of new jobs and a whole lot of new industries as well. So I'm not sure, but as far as I'm concerned, I was frightened to death. When AI came up, I was like, oh, my God, we're doomed. We're screwed. That's it. Let's give ourselves a bullet to the head and get it over with. But then I, I, remind, I remembered that fear is not a good advisor. And every the best medicine, the best remedy for fear is taking action. So I went there and I had a... a a chat with ChatGPT, and I was like, "Oh my God, this thing is cool," you know. So the fear was gone, and the more I interact with AI, the more I use tools uh, which are built with AI, the more I also make much with it. 
Yes, I said it. I make money with AI. Oh my God, a life coach is making money with AI. Yeah, why not? I'm also a businessman. I'm not just a coach. So the more I dive into that, the more I see, okay, this is what we have today. This is perhaps what it will be tomorrow, but I'm still way more and way better and way more divine and creative and everything what a human being is. That this little machine and this stack of data interpretation is ever going to be. So don't be afraid. Use it or don't use it. But fear does never anything good. I think you're. I think uh, fear can also can help us, uh, like you say, plan sensibly. But fear uh, also cripples. And of course, we're all afraid that. The robots are going to take over. Skynet is going to be alive. Every uh, uh, hell is going to close the door on us and say, no, I'm afraid I can't do that. And But we're all afraid that uh, of AI and being pervasive. But every, like you say, every new technology has that. Every new, um, the record player, the radio, television, I mean, I know that the, uh, some people would say that television has ruined our culture. And um, a young person, my family just sent me a book that he was reading in college um, saying four arguments for the elimination of television. You know, we're not going to be able to eliminate television, although I think a lot of people say that would be a good idea. But um, the point, point being is that everybody thought that every new innovation, like you say, is going to be. Uh, is going to be bad. Well, it has its upsides and it has its downsides and it's all in how we use it. So how can we harness our emotions and and view ourselves ourselves as curious children um, and play with AI? Because I've seen people play with AI and you're right. Uh, I play with Night Cafe, which is generates AI-driven images. It's amazing. And it helps me with my writing. I also use ChatGPT sometimes to check things or to brainstorm ideas and so on. So it can help writing. And I know that right now there's a writer strike in Hollywood uh, where they're afraid of AI taking their jobs. Uh, but, and I love one guy had a sign out there that said, I wrote the King's speech that movie, that Oscar nominated movie. I can't remember if it won or not, but anyway, about um, King King George uh, in the 20th century trying to overcome stuttering. And it said AI and the signs that AI doesn't know how to stutter. That's true. AI, AI has its limits. So it's not going to take over everything. So how do we best position ourselves not to fear AI, but to use it? Where does emotional intelligence come into play? I think uh, it's a mixture of, of mind and emotional intelligence. So it, it's really basic. When we are in a fearful state, we shut down our creativity, we shut down our spirituality, we shut down our love, we reduce ourselves to the animal, which is in nature because it's, uh, oh, fight or flight. Either I die I fight or I run away. And to run away and to fight, 
I don't need love. I don't need creativity. I don't need divin divinity. Nothing of that. I just need my body and right. So knowing that, and we all know that fight or flight theory or that it's a fact. Knowing that I can ask myself, okay, what do I have to do in my mind to overcome fear? And what can I do emotionally to come to overcome that fear? So to become emotionally intelligent again. And I'd say for the emotional part, um, calm down, meditate, go out of the way with our mind, just be in our heart, in our meditative state. And there are tons of practice how to do that. And then we will see that the fear is, is fainting away. The fear is vanishing slowly but surely. And then we can think again. And we can be creative again. So then we can say, okay, let's have a look at this devil thing that's out there menacing us. And we soon discover that it's not the case. And then you calm down and you, with your mind, say, okay, uh, fight or flight mode is off for the moment. I can function again. And then your emotions are changing again. And the better your emotions become again, you become emotionally and otherwise intelligent again. Does that make sense? It really does. And I want and I want to say that some of the fears, um, for example, some of the practical fears about AI, for example, um, plagiar the fear that universities have about plagiarism as an example, or the fears that uh, it's going to people use AI generated work and it will um, replace writers. I I think so that those things can are not go. I, I can see you smiling. I I think I think those things are not going to happen. Are people going to try to try to use it to make things make things easier? Yes, but this is where our interactions with each other come into play. Don't you think our interactions with each other and talking to each other about it, rationally about our fears uh, can can help we can have a con we can have conversations like this because if we're just shut down and afraid and make don't make any attempt to understand the other person's point of view then then people are going to continue to live in fear absolutely but to to be able to reach out to someone else and say hey listen i'm i'm frightened to death about this thing what do you think my mind and brain has to be involved. And if I'm in fight and flight mode, I won't gonna do that because that's not gonna help me survive, quote unquote, because I'm in that state of fear. I'm I'm not about I'm not feeling like talking to you. I'm just feeling like saving myself, saving my animal, right? So the first step to do is to get out of that state myself. You cannot help me in that. You can talk to me as long as you want. I won't listen because I'm in a fearful state. So first of all, I have to get out of that. And if I really want to, because a fearful state is often also used as an excuse. So I don't have to move. I don't have to step out of my comfort zone. I don't have to uh, have discussions about something 
I don't know anything about. I don't have to say to people, I have no clue, right? People don't like to say, I have no idea. What? Yeah. You didn't use ChatGPT? No, I have no idea. Nobody wants to admit that. So, oh, I'm afraid of it. Oh, it's going to be evil. It's going to take all over our lives. I'm done. I have made my uh, statement. Sounds quite intelligent because someone who is fearful about something must have done some research, but no, very often it's just an excuse. Yeah, uh, it it can be, it can, it definitely can be an excuse, but it's also um, people just don't know and don't have the tools to know, or, or maybe to your point, don't, don't uh, want, have the motivation to know, to want to know more because it is easier to stay, stay in that comfort zone. And also when, when you have other pressures in life, actually I challenge that because we all have pressures in life. It does not keep us from advancing, but at the same time, there are some people that are in just such a survival mode, especially these days with the economy that, uh, that it's difficult to see past, um, see past what's in front of us. So it's, how do we get ourselves out of that? Uh, the meditation is great and changing our energy field is great. Do you think our energy field has something to do with it? And also, can we use that energy field to change our relationship with AI? It has, it has everything to do with it. Why do you think our planet is in such a bad state? Because collectively, we're negative. There, I said it. We create our world as it is today. So we're constantly making wars, constantly saying we're doomed. For millennia, we're saying, oh, we're doomed. It's never been harder than yet. Any century says that. And we never have been more educated. Hunger has go, gone down uh, significantly. Poorness has gone down significantly, significantly. Health has gone up a lot. And yet still people say, oh, we're doomed. The world is effed up. Everything is, we're going to die. Like any century before. And that's why the world is in, quote unquote, such a bad state. Because we're making it like that. So if, and there have been studies made, if 20% of the people, 20, would change their mind to a more positive state, not completely positive and optimistic, just a little bit more positive. The world would be much better place. Economy would be better. A bad economy is always resulting out of fearful people. Always. We're afraid of losing our job. What happens then? We're not doing our job very well. We're not open to opportunities. We're not open to new technologies such as AI. Even if I told you, listen, you can make money with AI easily. Oh, no, 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 no. It's going to take away. You don't even listen because you're so afraid of what could happen that you're not open to the fact that something gorgeous can happen. So we're making, we're creating our environment. That's quantum mechanics. There are experts like Dr. Dispenser talking, writing books about that. But it's a fact. 
I create my environment, Paul is creating his environment, you creating your environment, and all together we're creating our world. Now, if it's effed up, it's because of us. It's not because the world is such a place. Oh, we're making it. And then a new technology comes up, which would or could allow us to take care of ourselves, to evolve spiritually, emotionally, to have a wonderful paradisic life. But no, 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 it's going to take away my job. But I don't mention that I hate my job that I do for 20 effing years. And I hate it. And I go up on Monday seeking Friday. But when a technology comes along that could make my job so I have more time for me, oh, no, no, no. Then suddenly I love my job? Oh, come on, please. <laughs> well, uh, you're in Switzerland. I don't know if I, you probably speak French. There's such a thing called Metro Blot Dodo. You know, that's that's a French expression for the daily grind. Yeah. And um, and I we're all in that daily grind, and it's it seems like it's hard to change that change that mindset unless you really want to. And I think AI is can be a terrific tool to to do that. I, I don't think that there I, I I'm sure that like with anything, driving a car has risks, going on an airplane has risks, doing it anything has risks. We just have to be able to be smart and engage with the with the risks and so on. And right now the AI is nowhere near the Skynet that that we that we fear. There, there are surveillance devices. There's all kinds of things that that technologies that uh, that we're that we're afraid of. And but it's the way people use them. People use them to create fear. You know, people use them to in fear and uh, in fear and in control. And I think that where part of that is 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 when people want to seek to control other people, what do they do? They use fear. Exactly. So it's it's up up to us, to every single human being, to make a choice. Do I want to live in fear or not? We had a perfect example this past three years with the, the, the pandemic. Yes. Right? It was it it was never near what was predicted, right? We're still 9 billion people on the planet. <laughs> I mean, some of us died. Some of us became ill. Yes, of course, it's a virus. We'll live with viruses for millennia. But the fear made people ill. The fear made people stay at home. The fear made people fight each other because you're not wearing a mask. Why not? Etc. Etc. And as you say, fear is a perfect tool to keep people under control. But that's nothing to do with AI. That has to do with fear. And as long as the majority of people refuse to take over responsibility for their own lives, fear is going to work. And some people will have power over us. But as soon as you take over your life, you're gone with nine to five. You're gone with fear. You're gone with everything. You have your life. And if now my government comes over and, say, and tells me I should wear a mask or stay at home, I say, F you. I don't. 
put me in prison. They won't because they can't, right? But if I obey and say, okay, ooh, I have to stay at home, they got me. And the same is with new technology and the same is with emotions. Everybody's so afraid about emotions. Why? Have you ever heard that an emotion has killed somebody? No. But we're trained again. Ooh, having emotion is something bad. Why? Because it makes us strong. It makes us divine. It makes us creative. It makes us become the human beings we're meant to be. But a strong human being or let alone a strong couple of human beings, not easily controllable anymore. That's why emotions is something bad, except for fear. That's good. Be fearful. So it's not, it's not about AI. It's not about a smartphone, a computer, the internet, which, by the way, we embraced with open arms. And we feed AI for 15 plus years with our data so it can become what it is today. But that nobody talks about either. We have created that thing. We all. Everybody's online. Everybody has given their data voluntarily to AI. And now it's an evil thing. Huh, use it. <laughs> You're right. Nobody thinks about that. We've all been sharing our uh, every sharing pictures of our cats, our thoughts, our blogs, our our everything. Even posting, uh, we're posting where we eat lunch, uh, just anything. And um, so AI is uh, going through all of that knowledge that we're contributing as a collective, and that's a. AI and the internet are perfect metaphor. Many people have said this for for the uh, for the human collective, for the connections that we have with each other. Mm-hmm. Now, those connections can be used for good or for ill. We have we have multiple examples of both. We have wonderful things that happen via the internet. We have terrible things, and we also have downright what were you thinking things. But same with AI, and I think that um, same with everything. Same with books. Mm -hmm. You have good books. You have awfully evil books. It's It's not the book as such, but it's human being. So with every new technology, I can kill someone with my car. It's not being designed for that. Very few things actually have been designed to kill each other, like a gun or so. But I can kill you with my car or with a hammer or with that microphone. But that's not the fault of the microphone. That's not the fault of AI. It's us, how we are using it. And we have to contain it somehow. And that's uh, uh, that's a concern uh, of many people, of uh, experts in AI I know, uh, and Paul knows too, Who's saying if we're not if we're not containing that thing, quote unquote, in blockchain or whatever, we're gonna have a problem. And that's a big concern, but we're working on that too. And we also said that if we're not gonna uh, keep modern surgery under control, uh, it's gonna be an evil thing. And it is. Some people are making awful things with their faces due to uh, uh, beauty surgery, but not all of them. Most of them use it because, okay, I have a scar here. It's looking ugly. Let's get rid of it. And all the good things of surgery we have. 
but we tend to focus on the bad things. And if it takes over, we just pluck the, unplug the plug, go back to the woods, start over. Why not? It's going to be cool. <laughs> well, I think we need to have a dialogue. And I think you've, you've, uh, you've written about that. Um, and I think other people have written out the, about that where, where you plug, um, well, what are the scenarios of AI? You've asked AI about itself. And AI has responded, you know, in a very analytical, self-aware way. And that's really interesting. And what it, where did it learn from? Us. There were essays that said, can a machine think, artificial intelligence, national stupidity. And then, of course, there was Philip K. Dick's Do Androids Dream of Electric Sheep, which became Blade Runner. And so I think that we put in, we get out what we put in with artificial intelligence, with anything. Yes. And it will force us to evolve, which I embrace because we weren't able to evolve quickly enough for what's going to happen spiritually with this world. But that's another topic, or maybe not. Um, so AI perhaps will force us to finally evolve into what I call humanity 2.0 because it's badly needed. We can't continue like that. It's impossible. We're gonna we're gonna kill ourselves and not AI. Uh, but AI will probably force us to evolve or to die out. It's up on us. But we have the possibility to evolve. We're intelligent. We're smart. We're emotional, we're divine, we're creative. We have all it takes to evolve into better beings. But if we're couch potatoing around and Netflixing around 24 hours a day, it's not going to happen. And then effectively, AI is going to take over your job. You're done. F. But that's not AI's fault. It's your fault because you've been a lazy bastard and you're laying around all day. Okay, well then, but if you're moving and if you're interested and if you're interested in your emotions, which I think is the key to spiritual evolution, accept that you're an emotional being, accept that it's hurtful, but it's also joyful, accept that it comes with the package of being a human being and talk about it, live it, embrace it, and then... You're going to evolve from, from yourself. It's going to make bam. And then you're going to laugh about AI. But if you're not ready to evolve, well, then bye-bye. See you on the other side, maybe. It's tough, I know, but it's, it's a fact. And I'm frankly getting sick of people complaining about their lives and complaining about AI or about new technology. But doing nothing to change that. So I'm not sorry anymore for these guys, but there are people that are reaching out. Hey, Daniel, um, you talk about emotions. Show me, teach me. Oh, I want to know. I can't go on like this. Yes, that's evolution already. And then AI or any new technology, augmented reality, whatever, it's not going to be a problem. Right, because we will have brought the human element into it and marrying the human element with the AI element when we really co-create together. 
when we really co-create together and and uh, unite together in love. And I know that that's a scary word for some people, that unconditional love. Uh, but we all understand it. We all understand that love. We all understand. I mean, you cannot have love without heartbreak. Anybody who has ever lost anybody important to them knows it. But the question is, would you rather have not loved that person and you know, lived, been poorer for that? Or would you rather have had the joy, uh, even though it's losing them brings you pain, would you rather have the joy of having known that person? So emotion, I think most of us would choose um, the joy, even, even with the pain. So being, tuning into that emotion is definitely something that we can do and we can use AI to help make the time on this earth richer because we're not promised tomorrow. We can use AI and we to, if we make the choice to make the time on this earth richer. And I see that we're winding down to a close and uh, I just uh, want to thank you so much, Daniel and, and Paul for bringing us together and being the, being the uh, uh, AI and EI monitor for, uh, for facilitating this conversation because it really is something that I think people need to know and it needs to be out there. And I'm just so grateful to be able to talk to you, Daniel, today. Aisha was all mine. Thank you so much for having me, for giving me the platform to speak. And there you have it, Richard. What a fascinating conversation. What a fascinating conversation. EI helps us embrace AI myriad of thoughts there love daniel's take on it i've had the pleasure of speaking to daniel uh, on more than one occasion privately so I, i'm getting to understand and really deeply appreciate what it's about uh, i love his animations i love his passion Kristen, well you know that's that's another story Kristen and i've got a lot of podcasts together we're very close personal friends and it's just been a great pleasure to be in the middle of you two guys and I think that all that remains now, uh, does this come under the banner of the emotional intelligence? Does it come under the banner of artificial intelligence? I don't know. Use your side listen. But I'm going to sign off the way that I always do by saying, remember, the world's changing. How will you respond? Thanks very much for listening to this World Game Changers podcast episode. Hopefully you found it interesting and helpful. Drop a line to paul at worldgamechangers.org with any thoughts or questions you may have, and he'll be more than happy to respond. Remember, the world's changing. How will you respond?